Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Come Along Pond, a Doctor Who discussion podcast with your two bestest friends, Damler and Elliot. That was peppy. It was peppy. My God. Full of pep. Full of Doc's pepper. And full of beans. As always. Hashtag not spawn. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm so happy to be doing this as always. I just, I can't believe we are. I know we said, you know, last week we started a new series, but we really have started series four, which is insane to think about. It's actually insane to think about. I'm not going to lie. It is horrible, but good, but kind of weird and horrible, but good. Did you have a nice birthday? I did. Thank you. And thank you again to everyone for the messages. Like the amount of messages I got was a bit, it was overwhelming in a good way. It was very, very sweet. Like, yeah, you lot are really cute. So thank you. And Elliot made a very cute post on the stories, didn't you? I did. I tried. Love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for answering my, my call. We we love to embarrass each other, don't we? We really do. Um, <laughs> But you know what? The segue's not coming to me. <laughs> Satsuma. Satsuma Barcelona. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of embarrassing, you know what I've got? Can't be three miles because they're never embarrassing. They're always iconic. Oh, in that case, I've not got embarrassing three miles. I've just got three miles. Three miles <laughs> is happening. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello. Whilst we were discussing... Uh, Birthdays, we whipped you into three mile corner without you even realizing. So madness. we're already here. Madness, madness. Isn't that lovely? 
Stunning. We got three emails selected purely at random from three, I'm sure, very nice people. The first goes as follows, and this should give everybody a good laugh because it's a lovely email, but my god, you are going to hear the the, the lengths and breadths of my limited vocal range. <laughs> it's an email from Dylan, and they say, Greetings, besties. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> I've been pondering about writing an email to y'all, and after months of procrastinating, I thought I'd do the damn thing. So here I am. Listening to your potty has been such a blessing. It's an hour walk into work and an hour back. Ubers are too expenny. Henny. That's a wrong wrong spelling of two there, but it's fine. I'll let it go. I'm so glad I happened across the TikTok of Queen. Now, I don't. There's there's Queen. I really, honestly, I'm 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 butchering this, but we'll we'll deal with it. It's fine. I'm just going to call you Queen anyway because you thank are. you, uh, thank you, Queen Damla unboxing Doki Do toys. So, quick question off the top of y'all's heads: top three episodes. Go. Um, oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Okay, uh, Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, no. Journey's End. Nice. Oh, spoilers. And Blink. That's that's truly really off the top of my head because I can't... That, that's probably wrong. That's probably wrong. It's for Father's Day, but anyway. Classic. Um, I'm going to count two parts as one story just to be annoying. Um, oh, you. No, you can't pick between the two oh, parts. Oh, go on. Of... Anyway, you have to be quick. Go, go, go. Two parts is integral. Battle of the other ways. Uh, Impossible Planet, Satan Pit, and Midnight. There you are. Done. Boom. Done. Okay, there Boom. you go. Done. Spoilers. Boom. Boom. Series four. Finally, I just wanted to say that you're both so slay, so gay, so they, and so they. <laughs> you know, as in the Dalek. Oh, Lots God, of love. I love it. Big, and then, I mean, I don't even know how to, it's just it's just the kissing sound effect. I don't even want to, I can't, I, I can't even project that. Yeah. Big yeah. mwah. Like that. Yeah. Uh, so, Dylan, uh, he, they. Brackets, future showrunner of Doctor Who. I wouldn't get out of yourself there, buddy. you got to beat me to it first. Um, <laughs> with a, a winky face across fingers and some hearts. So, lovely. Thank you, Dylan. Dylan, I am rooting for you, babe. Sounds, I don't want to let anybody else down, but it's Dylan's favourite email ever. Um, it really is. No, the, 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 <laughs> the ending did make me giggle quite a bit. Actually chuckle. Actually scream. But anyway, we move. Our next one is from Ollie and... They say, hi, hi, I'm Ollie, I'm 23, a neurodivergent non-binary person from the north of England because lots of planets have the north. Hey. I found your podcast on TikTok after looking up something and I fell in love with how genuinely you love your content and the subject of your discussions. Thank you. I had a particularly tough time during the late Matt Smith, early Peter Capaldi era, which made me stop watching the show due to trauma and association watching those episodes brought. But I slowly started watching the era that brought me lots of love with the show. I mean, obviously, uh, not being able to watch those because the trauma was pretty bad. But, um, you know, yeah. I thought you were just kind of going to say that it's because they were bad, which they are, but that's fine. Um, but, yeah, Elliot, sorry to hear that. stop. <laughs> While I'm quite scared to venture into episodes past my childhood nostalgia, brackets past Series 5, I can't help but repeat the RTD era and Series 5, and I'm excited for RTD too. I just want to say thank you for helping to reinvigorate my love for a show uh, wholeheartedly. I've binged every episode so far, and I'm loving it. My main question to you would be, if you could have a historical figure in the show, who would it be? Either one that wasn't expected, uh, explored enough in the show, or one that wasn't featured. Mine would be Anne Lister. Cool, don't know who that is, Arnie, but, you know, I'll get a book out. Um... Anne Lister is a massive, massive lesbian, and she's amazing. Uh, it's uh, the the show Gentleman Jack is based on her life. Watch it. Well, it's there good. we are. We've got we've got Gentleman Jack. 
I do actually want to watch that because I like um I like Sally Wainwright. Oh, and Saran Jones is amazing. Uh, yeah, she's the uh, I think she's the writer, right? She did Gentleman Jack. She did Last Tango in Halifax, and she did uh, Happy Valley. Yes, I believe, which is relevant. It is. So, Elliot, who is your historical figure that you would want? There are lots of historical figures I want, um, but you know, if anybody is listening for any kind of commissioning department and or big finish, um, I do always have a script ready to go where Nine and Rose uh, meet Napoleon at the Battle of Toulon. So, there you go. Commission me. Do it. Do it. The email is in the show notes. Um, mine. I've mentioned this before, um, but Anne Boleyn, obviously. Classic. Bit cliche, but classic. Or oh. Beatrix Potter. Ooh. Oh. I mean, there are lots of cool historical figures they can meet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they would be my top two. And I love that question, actually. I really love that question. So thank you. Thank you. Have a wobbly, wibbly, timey, wimey day, Ollie. Thank you, Ollie. Thanks, Ollie. And our final email goes as follows. And i got to say, I love this from top to bottom. And we've had some... Wonderful correspondence with Nat before. So buckle in because it's a wild one. They say, hello. Or actually they say, hey, gorgeous cap team. See, that that ends the argument of who goes first. Exactly. Yeah. It's Nat again from Oz. Nat again, what a funny name. You're approaching (laughs) one of my comfiest of comfort episodes. Partners in crime. Bloody doing it right now, Nat. Cliché as it is, the scene where they see each other through the window makes me truly happy. Ponoflex, you made me think about the different categories of favourites, and it started as some kind of weird award show in my head. For example, Comfort episode is Partners in Crime. Companion is the Hero episode, Last of the Time Lords will turn left. Dr. Light episode, Blink. Emotional fix, Husbands of River Song. Companion dynamic, River and Amy. Only when I'm brave, Midnight. Interested to hear your thoughts if you have on uh, any of the categories above. I mean... Ooh! That, let's go hmm. through. Let's go through. So, com- Comfort episode. What's yours? No, what's yours? Hold on, because I need to make a decision. I mean, none of my comfort is actually comfort, right? Like, it's okay, not, Journey's End it's... then, fine. Journey's End. Journey's End. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. There's nothing comforting about it, because it would be, probably be bad or fighting other ways. I could just watch that over and over. Yeah. But that makes more sense, I feel like. Anyway, yeah. That's, that's yeah, that one. Quite, you know, it's still heavy. Companion is the hero episode. Last of Time Lords. Yeah. Probably same. Probably same. To yeah. Uh, Favourite Doctor Light episode. Blink. I think turn left for me, I think. Nice. Uh, get your emotional fix. My emotional fix? Probably. Probably parting other ways. Bad wall. Mm. It makes me really emotional. But in a good way. I would say either Doomsday or the uh, last sort of half an hour of um, the end of time. I hear that. Do you know what it is? I can't watch Doomsday or End of Time because it just genuinely makes me sad. And afterwards, I'm like, okay, well, I feel like shit. But with Parting of the Ways, Bad Wolf, it's like, I feel sad and emotional, but also good because we have mm. a new Doctor and, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, Husbands of River Song is a good choice because you know how that makes us feel. Oh, for sure. Yep. Uh, Favourite companion dynamic? Donna and Ten. Yeah, probably same, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, only when you're brave. Blink. Uh, I'm brave all the time, so null and void. No, pick one. Just pick one. Come on, don't be, don't be, don't be a bitch. Come on. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but probably Impossible Planet Satan Pit. Nice. Nice. Now, getting on to the best, most favourite part of the email is that Nat says, I have a brand... I'm a brand new crochet, and my very first figure is an adipose. He's basically a potato with arms, but I love him. And they have attached a photo, and it is adorable. We will share it on Sock Media. Keep up the fabulous work. Nat, no, Nat, you keep up the fabulous work of crocheting many a cute little bloody thing. I love crochet, man. I love. I don't do it. I've seen it like I do it. I don't do it. I love seeing crochet things and that was adorable so thank you it is adorable and you're all going to be able to see it on our instagram um yeah and now i'll take 10 thank you yeah me too <laughs> i mean i already have the plush adipose but it's know, not the same is it it's not the same but anyway before we get into the episode guys just a real quick one patreon yes if you want to support the show which you are doing right now by listening that is absolutely more than enough for us but if you would like to just go that extra little step and support us go to patreon our patreon is in the show notes link in the show notes we have many different tiers there where you can get you know ad free listening ah you know mentions on the show it's all fun and games and it supports us as two creatives and it means a hell of a lot so if you want to go to the link in the bio that's where you can find patreon Damla, as per usual, I've sw- I've swooped in to save the day. Um, as per the remit of the podcast, I think it's time that we be gay, and do crime. Yes. Partners in be gay, do partners in crime. Roll credits. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> So if you couldn't tell from the, I mean, perfectly smooth, silky, sumptuous, mm, cheeky little segue up top. Today we are talking about an episode of Doctor Who that was broadcast on the 5th of April 2008. It was directed by James Strong. It was written by RTD and it is called Partners in Crime. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. But first, Damla, last night... uh, I was doing my I was doing my job, which is uh, I'm a window cleaner by night, um, and I slipped and fell out of the sort of thing that brings you up and down to the windows. And I was dangling there in midair, and I thought, God, there's only one thing I want to know before I probably plummet to my potential death. I thought I know what the episode Partners in Crime is about. Um, I know what Google thinks it's about. Fuck, and I know what IMDb thinks it's about. But my lord, I need to know what Damn will think it's about. What I think it's about. Um... What you think it's about. This is what it's about. It's about how crash dieting and fast weight loss is never, ever a good thing. That's what it's about. Nice. Don't do that shit. That shit's really bad. Seriously. Seriously. Elliot, what do you think it's about? Um, I think it's, it's an important lesson uh, in how you just don't trust companies. Don't trust rich people. 
So it's just anything. No one's going to save your life because they don't like you. Rich people would rather see you die in the dirt yep. than ever actually save your life. They're not going to offer you a bill to improve your life. They're always up to something. Absolutely. I don't trust them. And that brings us to the health and safety portion of this episode. Um, I'm joking. Um, so... You can be health. I'll be safety. Hey, hey. <laughs> Wink. Uh, so I have one really important thing to say right up top. Can we talk about how good Catherine and David look in this episode? Like, it's actually astounding. Like, it's actually really quite mad. Like, obviously, they always look good. But there's something about them this episode. What is how good they are? They're amazing. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't really know. This could just be the episode. I was going, they're so good in this. Goodbye. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I mean, yes, because, you know, I know she's good in The Runaway Bride, but Catherine Tate is still predominantly a comedic actress. And I know there are things that she does later in the series that proves it more. But I mean, I think this episode just proves, episode, what happened there. This episode just proves that she is a acting powerhouse. I think she's phenomenal. She's absolutely, she's 10 out of 10. She carries this thing on her back, honestly. But yeah, what I was going to say was, the reason I think they look so good, right, is because their hair is so good in this. Like, I have, so... Oh, Ten's hair is like a parody of itself. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. But then also with Donna, so I have a fringe, I have bangs, and I get bang envy. Mm-hmm. So when I rewatch Normal People for the, what, the 20th time, every time Daisy Edgar Jones is on my screen, I'm like, why can't my, why can't my fringe look like that? It's really quite sad. And I look at Donna's hair in this and the volume, the fringe, I'm just like, I'm jealous. You know? Yeah. I also think, um, yeah, Sylvia looks pretty pretty good. Yeah! She gets, gets all dulled up for a night out and she looks incredible. She had her hair blown out. And for once, we're seeing one of the friends she mentioned, Suzette. Thank God. I mean, I'm still waiting on Shireen. Like, hello? Like... <laughs> Do you think she's ever going to make an appearance? Honestly, if Russell knew what the fans wanted, he'd bring in Shireen for the 60th anniversary. I really hope um, he does. <laughs> or give or give Yasmin Fiddy's Rose a friend called Shireen, just to annoy all the people who are like, it's just going to be Rose again. Good, give her the exact same best friend. Please. Get to meet her. Please. I would love that. And, you know, have the companion called Ruby Sunday, and then have her friend be called, like, Betty Friday. Just, you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh here we go right so i feel like this is setting up the tone of this episode perfectly because this is just like because i can see why people wouldn't like this episode i can see it do i understand I it no because i love it um i just love it boring sad bitter angry little people don't like this episode <laughs> well that as well <laughs> um it's so people with no taste this is the most comedic filled episode of doctor who ever existing like let's fucking hilarious it's so funny like i've watched this episode this is one of my most rewatched episodes of all time like i there's there's episodes that i watch a lot them being most of series one uh like new earth you know impossible planet satan pit you know what i mean uh i like to watch lots of episodes of doctor who me i like to watch rose end of the world uh, (laughs) you know what i'm saying like there's london World War Three, uh, long game. Um, the uh, empty shop. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the gas mask. I forgot to laugh. It was so uh, funny. Uh, anyway, uh, 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 Boomtown. Uh, um, yeah, you know the other one there. <laughs> Bad Wolf. That's good. I like that one. Do you know what? The less the less funny she finds it, the more I laugh. <laughs> and I don't think you've realised that. Um. <laughs> so yeah, you just need to start saying I'm really funny, and then I will just stop ever telling jokes. And you'll just be silent. Actual crickets. Yeah. Absolute crickets. Yeah. Um. 
so there are so many episodes of Doctor Who that I love to rewatch, and this is one of them. And I've seen it about what maybe 20, 30 times, maybe more. And mm. I know every gag that's coming, but every time without fail, I am on the floor dying because it's so funny. Like, I love it so much. See, see, this has a bit of a, a bit of a gridlock effect for me mm-hmm. where I know I like it, but when I'm not actively thinking about watching Doctor Who, I kind of forget that I like it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Then I'll stick it on when I'm kind of doing a rewatch, and I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll throw Partners of Crime on. Then I watch it. I'm like, this is brilliant. I love this. Yeah, this is so good. Um, and you just get so well, I could watch many... it again now. Yeah, like I could watch it again tonight. <laughs> and there's just so many bits that are so iconic. Like, I mean, look, mentioning the email in Three Mail Corner, but the conversation between the glass, I mean... I remember, yeah, I remember watching that on broadcast. Me too. And yeah, my family falling about the place because the mouth. So let's talk about it. So yeah. So what's your favorite? What's your favorite bit of mouth dialogue from that? Okay, I like this question. Um, I would say it's there's there's a lot. Can I? Well, if I, if I because I know mine. Will it? Will it? If it's one of yours, then you can go for the other one if you want. Okay, you do yours first. Okay. Well. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for you first, visually, and then I'm gonna say it out for the for the podcast okay, listeners because it's on. boring otherwise. Go on. But for mine, it's it's that was my that was the one I was thinking of. It's yeah. Uh, for everybody who can't see this, which is everybody up and down, like it's uh, it's David going. Yes, I can see that because the way he puts the two fingers in his eyes and points is just. I don't know, it's, it's it's great. It's very good. And it's coming off the already really funny, it's me, after, you know, and he's, yes, I can see that. Just really it's so good. I'm just rewatching the scene quickly, bear with me, because there is, I just need to make sure my decision is correct. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I really just want to make sure I'm answering this properly, because this means a lot to me. It's when it starts falling, it's when it starts falling apart when she's like. No, okay, no, that, <laughs> no, okay, I've got my answer. Mine is. The, the fact that, yeah, sorry. My, my, my favourite line, and I'm going to do it to you mm. off mic. Yes. And then I'm going to say it again, all right, like you did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like that one because I don't really know what it means. The internet. She's saying the internet. Right. Yeah, I, can, I can't ever read her lips during that bit. And I don't know. I was like clawing. I don't know what it means. Well, so what I was going to say was, right. She, I think she trying to like keyboard? Yeah, yeah, the keyboard. So I was looking on the internet. So essentially what I was going to say was <laughs> I love the mouthing in this because I'd say 95% of it, I can hear. It's like I can hear them saying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it, it sounds like a really stupid note, but I love that David sort of stays in character. Yeah. Like, I can hear the way he's saying everything. Yeah. I mean, the, is the first thing he says is just, you, you see him going, what? Yeah, Like a what? couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even the, even the, Run! The Rana. You can literally hear it. Mouthed. I'd say, yeah. Can I say that? Can I say what my close second is, though? Yeah. When she says, I was looking for you. It's the for and then the point. Honestly, the the conversation through the glass is amazing. I think it might be the funniest scene in the whole show. It might actually be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Come for me, I think, yeah. Actually argue with the wall. Actually tell someone who gives a shit. It's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's great. I love it. But yeah, no, I like that question though, because there is a lot of lines. It's like on TikTok when you can rate the lines of like a popular thing. It's like that. I love that. Um, But yeah, you just get all these moments that are just so iconic, like that. And Donna is, she's doing the thing. She's like a private investigator. Yeah. 
she didn't rest on her laurels. Oh, all right, granted, she didn't go travelling, whatever she said she was going to do, but she's doing the thing. She's become basically a, an alien private investigator. She's um, she's B-Tech Sarah Jane. Yeah. And I, you know, all this talk about spin-offs, where's my year of Donna Noble? Yeah, what the where heck? Where she's just investigating crop circles and going to bees Egypt. disappearing. Like... Yeah, going to Egypt. I truthfully, right... Something I want to touch on, because you've said it in this perfect segue, is when it comes to the way Donna is introduced back into the series, because there's a way you could you could have easily messed it up. Russell, I'm talking to you. You could have easily messed it up, hun, but you didn't. You did a really good job. <laughs> it makes sense because she says that when she leaves the doctor, she's going to go traveling. She's going to see the world, whatever. But reality is a thing. Like We say we do things in the most, especially me with my issues I have. I'm always like, um, you know, oh my God, I'm going to buy all these things. I'm going to start a new hobby. And then the next day I'm like, why did I do that? I can't be arsed now. You know, we'll get to her later in the episode, but I just imagine with a mother like Sylvia, it's probably quite hard to do anything. It, she's very demotivating. I will say this. One of the most relatable parts of this episode and of the show ever is Donna just sitting there and listening to her mum complain at her. She's just sipping her tea. And she's literally... She, she's not even rolling her eyes. She's just sitting there she, looking into space. Disassociating. It's amazing because it's so relatable. And I know people have a problem with Sylvia. But I mean, I think in that scene, Loki, camp icon. She's fierce. I love Sylvia because she's very realistic. And you know that she changes as the series goes forward. Yes, there's a lot of things she does that I don't like. Obviously, but I think you can't always have the most supportive parents. So you can't always have a Jackie. Do you know what I mean? You can't just have a replica of Jackie every series. It's not going to work. Or or a replica of Francine. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they're yeah, they're all very realistic. They have a lot of right, a lot of really strong writing around them. I think you know, but even Jackie obviously starts off understandably being very frosty in series one. It's only really, I think. You know, the moment where she probably gains any kind of respect for the Doctor is probably the end. It's probably, you know, the fact that he sends Rose home yep. in Bad Wolf Butting at the Ways to save her. So I think, you know, it, maybe if we got more series with them, because I mean, Fran um, Francine's only in one other episode, right? And Sylvia's only in, she's in the end of time. But there's not enough time with them for them to have kind of progression beyond being sceptical of the Doctor. Yeah, I think in terms of, like, for example, Turn Left, which also we will discuss when we get to the episode. I'm not trying to, you know, talk about Turn Left in this episode. But, like, I think the way Sylvia's explored in there is also really interesting. And we'll talk about it when it comes to it. But yeah. And, like, some people just have those parents. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds bad. Some people do have those parents. Yep. And uh, I think Sylvia's de definitely a product of her generation. And... Yeah. And probably her parents. Yeah. And also, you know... She did lose her husband. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but grief does change people. So let's not forget that. But speaking of camp icons. Yeah. Sarah Lancashire. Oh my God. Oh my God. I want to I mean, be it's her. so weird to hear her doing a sort of posh accent, but yeah. it's Sarah Lancashire. And I just watch Happy Valley. She's very, very, very good at doing everything. And what I mean by that is she can do serious. <laughs> she can do comedy. She can be. She can do musical. She's. She was in. Everybody's talking about Jamie. You know. Hmm. Yeah. She's brilliant. I do love. It. And again, I mean, yeah, Happy Valley. I, you know, I mean, 
it's kind of you know obviously like a lot of those things it's it's, it's copaganda but you know it's a very interesting drama and she's very she brings so much warmth and humanity to that character because she is very good at like you say doing comedy but doing drama and being very human uh, i do love sarah lancashire i'm just checking if she was in that movie because i don't want you know she was okay something i actually want to watch her in though I get, side I, note i get her i get her confused with the woman who's in midnight so do i because they look quite similar sorry no offense but they do yeah. um and they have the same hairstyle so there you go um but yes she is hilarious and something that lives rent free in my head is her floating in midair in that beam, <laughs> it's so funny. She's got her own. She's got a Sonic pen. Right. Do you remember being able to buy the set of the Sonic pen and the Sonic? I'm. I. I. I feel like I had a Sonic pen. I didn't. But I don't know if I did. But I feel like I did. But I don't know if I did. I mean, obviously, it's one of the more weirder toys that character options have brought out. But also, you know what? I. I I'll buy a Sonic pen. Yeah, sure. Give me one now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so camp and so silly and it makes so much sense it just makes so much sense and oh I don't know man this is just look look I, Elliot we're quite similar in our taste in comedy I would say yeah broadly like we like silly comedy we like silly humour like we love Miranda Hart we love the Miranda TV show because it's not actually funny but it's funny does that make sense like it's just obvious comedy where it's like i'm just gonna say the word moist because it's funny and it's like that will never fail to make me chuckle like and this episode is that it's a comedy of errors it's it's a sort of comedy you don't really get much of anymore you know the very easy physical comedy of donna popping her head up from a cubicle whilst tenet sat down in it and then as soon as she goes he pops his head up it's just Good. It's good, classic, easy comedy. But then can we discuss, so going from the comedy, we've talked about this before, Russell T. Davis is a genius. Russell T. Davis is an absolute mad genius and his writing and the way he can make a story arc go from like over multiple episodes and how he weaves things into things is just perfect. fucking stacked. Yep. With plot lines. So you've got, so the fact they keep missing each other you think it's supposed to be funny. It actually plays in to the entire Dr. Donna thing within the series. It's mad. Yeah. You know, oh, she's parked her car and then the TARDIS lands. Yeah, no, all of that. It's the prophecy. The prophecy is, is, being, is being told, you know. You've got that. You've got the taxi cab has the Atmos sticker in the window. It does. Yep. Uh, the bees are disappearing. The bees are disappearing. Their home planet's been stolen. Mm-hmm. And, well, the big one at the end. Miss Rose Tyler, which, can we save that? Because I have a lot to we talk will. about. Which, uh, which, uh, yeah, because we'll get to it. Because um, I can't just mention that in a bullet point no, list. <laughs> no, that, she needs her her own section, my God. But then also, one, the, the, the main one I want to talk to, talk about, sorry, not talk to. I'd love to talk to him, but no, we're going to talk about it. Making Wilf. Donna's grandfather was a stroke of genius. I mean, come on. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about the scene on the hill? The conversation up the hill? Yeah, the conversation up the hill is, I think for me, is what reminded me and and cemented me that, you know, Catherine Tate is a phenomenal actor. That scene is one of my favourite things in the show. I mean, look, their relationship, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in the breakdown of series four, once we finish the series, but their relationship is 
beautiful to watch. I think it's a really beautiful relationship because he is her father figure in her life. Yeah. And it just, it's a seamless transition because obviously we saw Will in last week's episode and they could have really just had like Bernard Cribbins as like a, a cameo, but Russell thought, you know what? Absolutely not. I'm not wasting this man's talent. He needs the to talent be. talent of Bernard Cribbins, yeah. Because they could have easily had him as like a family friend or something or something. I don't know. It could, it, again, it could have easily been rubbish, but it's like, no, he is Donna's grandfather. Like, and it works. It's so good. It's so good. Ah, I love it. He sort of goes on to be probably the strongest part of the series and the specials. I love that man. Me too. I love that man. Yeah. 60th is going to be fucking difficult, isn't it? Let's not talk about it. Let's let's move on because it makes me sad. But it, I just love the conversation that Donna has with him. And then she's just like, you know, in fact, one of my favorite little lines of delivery, it's not in, it's not a quote or anything, but it's the way it's said. It's the way it's delivered is when she's like, you know, you seem to be drifting, sweetheart. I'm not drifting. I'm waiting. What for? The right man. Oh, oh, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's so good. So he's like, always a man. It's always a man. She's like, no, I don't mean it like that. Oh, yeah. I just, because I think what I like is I think people were expecting probably Donna to be before, you know, the series even came out. Like I was expecting it as well, that they were going to have a romance or something. Yeah. And then this episode, Russell goes, absolutely not. I'm shutting this down right now. Yeah. It's a, it's a very smart move that has some really... Good lines attached to it, which yep, save it, yep, save it. Um, but yeah, no, their their relationship is really nice, and it kind of un- makes you understand how Donna's probably able to stay sane because you've got Sylvia all the time yelling in her ear. But you just go have a nice conversation, with Gramps, up the hill, very relaxing. And speaking of their friendship, so obviously Ten and Donna's. I mean, we'll we'll get to Tennant and Catherine's chemistry we'll get to it in a second but i just want to bring this up so the martha references in this episode i love and i'll tell you why mm. ten admitting what he did to martha in this episode was so grown of him and i'm really proud of him because he just straight up was like with me and martha it was complicated and that was all my fault and it was your fault absolutely it was your fault yep and donna donna acknowledges that martha sort of saved him you know, because of him trying to save, or him not blowing up the adipose ship, and then she's like, oh, that, that Martha must have done you good. Yeah. Um, and even, like, the sort of little cheeky moment where mm-hmm. he just kind of smiles, and she goes, she fancied me. Yeah, and she's like, oh, <laughs> blind Martha, charity Martha, that's like, a joke. Martha. <laughs> I've seen people, yeah. okay, in fact, have you seen this, sorry to cut you off, people have taken that line as like a dig at Martha, and I'm like, you've just completely misunderstood the context and the tone of voice, in my opinion. Yeah, the point. Yeah, the point is, is that Martha was a positive influence in his life, and then he just kind of does like a joking, you know, like, oh yeah, she kind of wasn't also, yeah, she fancied me, <laughs> um, which is just a funny little line. And then yeah, the joke is at Ten's expense that you know Martha must have been blind yeah. or charitable to <laughs> to fancy the doctor, but not because Martha is yeah has poor taste, but just because Donna can't understand why anybody would fancy the doctor yeah no i just wanted to mention that because i've seen people take that as a dig and i'm like it's not a dig at martha at all it's a dig at 10 so like so yeah donna's just not built for that kind of you know she's not swept away by the no the magic and the you know she's just also she's very much girl support girls energy like hello yeah except if you're um neris 
or Beatrice, but we'll get to that. Yeah, but you know, Neris had it coming. She did. Beatrice didn't. I felt bad for Beatrice, yeah. but we'll get to it. Um, yeah. No, of course you are a peach. Fuzzing outside, going off, stone in the middle. <laughs> uh. Uh, but no, I just think, you know, when they're in that little control room in the little cupboard, and she's like, you know, used to have someone, Martha, you know, and I destroyed half her life. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, basically, yeah, because he gives that little bit about ruining her life, and then, yeah, like you say, at the end, he then kind of, you know, he's like, well, yeah. it's, my, it's my fault. Yeah. But yeah, I just liked that. Uh, I'm glad that he admitted to his mistakes. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice, you know, for all the people who don't understand Series 3 to get that kind of perspective from someone who saw him after he was really hurting after Rose, and now it's, you know, another series hence, and you've been able to see all the good and yeah. positive things that Martha did for him. Exactly. Yeah, I t- Listen, Martha, my girl, my girl. That being said, I do love the shot of him talking on his own in the TARDIS. It makes me sad. Oh my god, yeah, he like looks up and it's just he's on his own and it's like, oh, sad boy. Yeah, yeah, it just like pans out and I, yeah, I do just go, oh, every time I see it, oh. No, but I'm not even saying that sarcastically. It does make me sad. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. No, it does make me sad. Yeah, but it's also kind of like, yeah, sort of, no, 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 baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's less dramatic than at the end of some, you know, like at the end of end of time where he's like all, yeah, um, not end of time, uh, Soul and Earth, yeah, where it's yeah. all rainy and stuff, or the end of Journey's End, babe. All of the specials where he just kind of walks around, just like Ugh. moping. Sad boy ten. Sad boy ten. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So anyway, the main thing, let's, 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 let's talk about it, babe. Let's just get into it. The chemistry. I mean, mm. because they had good chemistry in Runaway Bride, right? Hilarious. Yeah. Like, amazing. But in series four, and it's also because obviously they've had time to cultivate the relationship, get to know each other. And now, obviously, now, what, nearly how many years later, they're like best friends. Like, she was at his wedding. Do you know what I mean? Like... He was at the premiere of the Nan movie. Yeah, like, hello. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they are best friends. They are, you know. Yeah. And the only reason they decided to do the specials was just texting each other yeah. on a WhatsApp group being like, oh, can't we do more Doctor Who? Yeah. Because yeah. they are so... I can't stress this enough. I love Tennant's uh, chemistry with all of the companions, like with Freema, with Billy. They're, like, he's great with everyone. But there is just something about David and Catherine that is absolutely un- inexplainable. I can't explain it. They just work. It's because it's a, it's a different type of chemistry. Yeah. And it's a chemistry you've not seen before. Yeah. Because 
you know, in a lot of, uh, you know, obviously in a lot of classic who, there's there's no romance, but the Doctor is still, regardless of their age or who they're played by, they're a sort of scholarly figure. Yeah. They, they teach and they lecture. Um, and, you know, they can be nice, but they're mostly sort of prickly. Um, you know, and then obviously Rose and Martha, it's all about romance mm-hmm. from different perspectives, but it's all about romance. And then it's nice to get a new, fresh perspective, which is just what if they were just bezzy mates? Well, I think this is also why I love 12 and Bill, because it's very much the grandfather kind of figure, like the the teacher, but also she's teaching him as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why I love their yeah. dynamic so much, because they can it is start, different. Yeah, as that sort of like grandfatherly figure, and then they just turn into like best friends. It's just, I love it so much. Yeah. And I think most people do prefer having best friends. Obviously, listen, we know how we feel about Ten and Rose. We don't need to repeat it. Yeah. They're my faves. They are my faves. But with this, it's just they are on the same wavelength. Like they have inside jokes. They are, you know, I don't want to say too much because, again, we'll talk about it in the breakdown. Just this episode alone, I feel like perfectly encapsulates their relationship. That's why we're excited for Shooty and Millie, because they're meant to be bitchy camp best friends. And it's going to be everything and if it isn't russell i'm gonna find you but i'm sure it will be um um, but yeah it's just like even with when they argue it's never malicious it's always just like how you argue with a friend like it's just i don't know i don't know they're just really good at their jobs okay do you know what i mean like i love it newsflash they're talented newsflash they know what they're doing because they're professionals um (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I love Catherine so much. Like, I've, I've watched all her other work and, you know, I just think she's an amazing actress. And I'm just, it stuns me and it amazes me that before the series came out, because I remember people hated the idea of Donna coming back. Like, there was the mass majority of fans were like, oh, no, she's going to be rubbish. And that, and then after one episode, everyone was like, just going to eat the words I produced that were false, you know? And wasn't it like, didn't like Russell sort of, like, wasn't it sort of up in the air? He didn't think they could get Catherine Something like that. I'm sure in the writer's tale it'll confirm all of that. Um, yeah. And actually, just really quickly before we talk any more about this, obviously, I'm, I'm sure it's all, you're aware because of the content of the episode, but we will be talking now because we're talking about the main plot. We're going to be... Uh, so there's just a bit of a trigger warning for, you know, weight loss, body image, and all of that, you know, diet culture. We're going to be talking about all of that. So if you are really sensitive to those kind of things, maybe don't listen to the rest of this episode because we are just going to be talking about that from this point onwards. So just letting you guys know. So I want to ask you, Elliot, let's talk about, and I want to know your opinions on the plot of this episode. So obviously we've got Adipose Industries, the 20th century way, or 21st century way, sorry, to lose weight. You take a pill and the fat just walks away. Just literally you wake up the next day and you're like, and the fat, as they say, the fat, fat just, just walks, walks away. away. Um, I want to say this now because it's a really silly comment, but when he goes to see that guy and he's like, you know, at like 10 past one in the morning, whatever it is, the burger alarm goes off. And then he goes, do you have a cat flap? <laughs> the way he says cat well, yeah, flap. The way oh. cat, cat flap. Yeah. Same so with good. the, so with the, you know, he's like, oh, you know, is there what I bought the house? I'm not much of a cat person. He goes, no, I've met cat people. You're nothing like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. While he's laying on the floor, prodding it around with his screwdriver. Ridiculous. Such a sensory, sensory person. I love it so much. 
Um, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't lick the cat flap. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm surprised he didn't like lick the carpet to taste what it could be that was walking out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, but I really, I really like it. I don't know what about you. What, what do you think? No, I think it's a really clever commentary on, I think, an era that's kind of been forgotten now or has gone underground, which is the fucking. I mean, honestly, 80s, 90s, noughties, and early 2010s diet culture. Diet culture now is a lot more homogenized into things like TikTok and sort of, you know, ways to suppress your appetite and exercises you can do and things like that, rather than it being the kind of the miracle cure. Yeah. It was for a fucking long time. Everybody was making miracle diets and cures that were going to help you. And it feels like such a sort of perfect skewering of that kind of horrible, horrendous diet culture that, you know, they're all evil, but one of them is just an evil alien. (laughs) It's a really good idea. I really like it. And I feel like you can't blame the people who take it either. Yeah. Because it works. It does. But yeah, so I just want to quickly touch on, so like last week with the Van Hoffs, I think it's a very similar thing. I'm sure there are people out there who have taken the message of this episode as something problematic. And again, who am I to tell you how to feel? I can't, I can't. But personally for me, it's doing the precise opposite of promoting a bad, you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Russell cast his eye and his eye uh, over the the evil of the diet companies and the people who profit from this kind of thing he never takes jabs at or makes jokes at the expense of the people who are taking the pill because the people who are taking the pill are the ones in danger they're the ones the doctor rescues yeah exactly um you know it's not about them you know and sadly it's it's realistic there are a lot there are lots of people who you know would just do that um because it's kind of how the world works so no i actually think it's a very it's a very nice, very clever bit of commentary about, uh, say, the fucking awful diet industry. Having fat people in your show doesn't inherently mean it's fat phobic. It means it's inclusive. Um, yeah, you're just a baby. Uh, there you go. There you yeah, go. That's, that's what I got to say on the matter. <laughs> um, but I love so the adipose. I mean, listen, I have so much time for them. So much time. I'd kill for the adipose. I would honestly give away my other kidney for an adipose. I love them so much. I love the design. I love their little noises. They're just babies. They're just little babies. Do you not think they're adorable? Like, adorable, adorable, adorable. Yeah. Why do you think I have a plushy one? Yeah. I want an adipose. I want an adipose. Although it does occasionally freak me out when people like Miss Foster picks them up and they kind of squish. Because I know they are just fat. But you yeah. sort of see them and you go, oh, and then some picture like, like, almost like, Ugh. the sensory, the sensory issues are just coming to the forefront there. <laughs> um, but I really love them, and there's there's one randomly, there's one, but you know when that taxi pulls up and just like runs over like three of them, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, the so little sad. guys, yeah. But then you know, their the, their creation is inherently problematic. You know, poor Stacy. Is killed, full parthenogenesis, whatever they call it. You know, converting the bones, hair, everything into little bubbies. I mean, it's very sad. I do kind of agree with Ten though, right? Where he's like, if they, you know, if you don't go far with it, it's actually not a bad way to lose weight. It isn't because you're creating new life you're and you creating know. you're creating new life. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want it to happen to every fucking cell in your body. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
And I like the moment when she's explaining the full the full thing. She's like, yeah, hair bones and that. And then she goes, oh, and it makes them terribly sick. Yeah. And, oh, and wow. then Donna's like, well, what about poor Stacy? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about poor Stacy? I love Stacy. I like Stacy. She's going to dump her boyfriend. She can do better now. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can always do better no matter how you look, just to put it out there, guys. You don't ha- dump someone if they're a yeah, piece she of shouldn't shit. Have to, she shouldn't have to settle. Yeah. Yeah. But, and just, you know. I like that she's girl bossing around. I just love her. And like, also to answer the question, the earrings do work with your outfit. Yeah. 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 They do. They're lovely. Um, but yeah, poor Stacy. That was sad. But yeah, I think the, the, the necklaces, all of that was so fun as well. Like, obviously, Donna's just playing with it. And suddenly, the fat cells, because I'm guessing, because uh, Stacy was the closest person to her who had taken adipose, the cells and the adipose start forming. Um, yeah. And I loved also at the end, best thing when Ten is panicking. He's like, they're all going to die. And Donna's like, can I, uh, what do you need? Tell me what do you need? And he's like, Donna, I'm sorry, this is beyond you. This is beyond you. And she's like, just tell me what you need. And he's like, I need another capsule. And she's like, we should have just asked, mate, because I've got one here. <laughs> you know? She saves the day. She saves the day. And that little zoom in shot of them smiling at each other is so cute. And I love that. And I do like when you first when you first get introduced to the necklaces and they're like, you know, it's it, you know, and it also comes out confidence you get it's an eighteen carat gold necklace, then you just see that person going, No, no, we don't give away free pens. No, I can't make an exception for you. (laughs) It's like why would you want a free pen? Yeah, no, I don't want your eighteen carat gold necklace, I want an adipose pen. Do you know what I mean? Weird. Weird. But speaking of which, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to get, you know, we're gonna have to just while we're just while we're there, while we're, we're dancing around that area. Yes. We're gonna have to get mildly degenerate for a second. Um, okay. Because we we, ref- we referenced the quote about the you know the you know oh it's my number for health and safety you know I'll be, be healthy for he- yeah. safety yeah uh, yeah but that I like that little moment it's very it's very cute and you know obviously you know he's a very attractive man he probably would just give me a number yes. It's the it's the bit where he walks back from the printer and leans on the cubicle, um, which I know is really like gift to hell and memed, but I I don't, but I don't understand why, because just objectively, very fucking hot. It is. I don't know. There's something about the way he looks, the sort of little smile on his face, the noise he makes, and everything. I'm like that. I, I'd do anything for that man. He looks so good in this episode. I said it at the start. I'm saying it again. He looks amazing in this. Like, yeah. No, he's very, very. Yeah, no, I agree. It's very, very fun. Yeah, it's very, very. Don fun. has the nerve to tell him he's aged. I like that comment though, because it's always like, oh, you do, don't you ever change? Or you know, people always saying, oh, you look the same as I saw. She's like, no, you look a bit older actually, and she means it, and she means it, and I think she means it in that kind of way where it's like, you know, when someone cares about you and they're like. Because most of the time, when someone comments on my appearance, I'm like, I didn't ask, don't say anything. But like, if I'm if it's someone I'm close with and like I'm on a level with you, and you go, look, you do look a little bit tired. Are you okay? Like that's fine. I don't mind if we're on that level. And it feels like that. Just me, me standing in your house, walking up to walking up to Joe, and just going, don't you think she looks tired? Oh my god. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Just six. Stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. It's it's quite, you know, um, it, 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 and it can hit as well. It can hit quite hard. Because I feel like we, we've been jumping all over and it, it feels like the episode is just jumping here, there and everywhere and it's amazing. We are jumping around. 
We are. Yeah. I love that Donna actually has the bronze in this episode. She's got the bronze. Mm. Because she hangs on to that bloody thing. Yeah, her Donna's upper body strength is unparalleled. Should have stayed <laughs> at home. It's all your fault. Like that is yeah, it's astounding how long she's able to hang on to that for. She has got the bronze. <laughs> and then she's and then other yeah, she's hanging on there for ages and you know, she's gonna fall, but even then she doesn't want to be grabbed by the legs by the doctor. Yeah, she's like, get off. She's like kicking him to get him away. <laughs> oh, I just love how the whole thing's rounded off. And then you get like Penny coming in as well, like in the room, all tied up. I mean, obviously Penny was going to be... The companion. More. Yeah, she was going to be the companion, which we will touch on when we talk about the writer's tale, I'm sure. Tale. Yeah. But yeah, she was hilarious. Like, you know the bit in the toilet? Oh my God. That bit is actually scary. I mean, she's like, I know you're in here, so you might as well just come out. I'm not a very patient woman, so out you come. And then they're just kicking down the doors and Donna's just sitting there like, oh, they're going to get me. And then, no, they get Penny because they have no idea that Donna's there. And Penny's used a great comedic effect. Yeah, the doctor unties her and they run away. And then, you know, just as she gets up to leave, Miss Foster comes in the room and it's like, tie her up. Well, no, because uh, the, then... the doctor gave her plenty of time to get out. Like, she could have got out and been safe. But she's like, no, I'm going to do yeah. my job and get all the paperwork. And then she's like... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, she's doing... Yeah, she's yeah, she's still looking for evidence. Tie her up. And then at the end, she lumbers out the building and is still tied to the chair. Amazing. Incredible. And there's that line where the doctor's like, so it's like you're a journalist, make it up. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Do we, do we now touch on the closing se- section of this episode? Because this whole last ten minutes, is it the last ten minutes? Last five, six minutes is brilliant. Honestly, from the moment they run away, it kind of just is like just perfect from, from there. You know, I could have stopped making notes because <laughs> it was just good to watch. The piece of music that plays when they run away, which is called Corridors and Fire Escapes by Murray Gold, uh, is amazing. It's just so good. And and I'd say for me, when, like, when again, when Penny comes out of the building tied to the chair and Donna's like, some people just can't take it. And some people can. From that point onward, it's actually perfection, like pure <laughs> yeah. perfection. And- yeah. What's the when they're, it might be when they're running away and she's saying things really quickly. Oh, no, it's when they get to the roof, isn't it? And Donna's like, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I believe it all now. Crop circles. Yeah. yeah alien abduction. She's like, yeah, I go over the doctor. It's like, except, of course, that Titanic flying over Bucky Palace. Because stay on me. That's got to be a hoax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just Catherine's literally just makes She's so laugh, good. But. but then also, after the bit I said, when she goes, so then, TARDIS, come on. TARDIS. And they're just like I love grabbing the, him. The roles. The roles are reversed, you know. Yeah. He he's not doing this kind of mysterious, you know. It's not like in um uh in fucking uh Smith and Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you know he's enigmatically wandering around trying to sort of lure Martha to be yeah. like, oh my god, what's the TARDIS? It's just Donna having to like physically drag him yeah. towards the TARDIS. <laughs> Planet of the Hats, she's ready. She's she's got yeah, she's already packed. Her packing is me because anywhere I go, I have to have everything covered. Everything. And it also answers that, you know, because you don't see any of the other companions pack. Oh, well, you sort of see Rose, you know, will come back with washing and she'll have like big rucksacks and stuff on. But, you know, Martha obviously was just limited to her one outfit. God, um, yeah, let's not go into that and, again, please. You know, she's, she's packed. It sort of reminds me of, you know, the Christmas invasion where Jackie's walking with all the bags of food. Yes. It, like lumbering yes. towards the TARDIS. It just reminds me of that. But more organised. 
but more organized. And that's why she has like big fluffy coats just ready to go. Planet of the Snow, yeah. she's ready. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I just love how she's got everything in her car and they have that lovely conversation of just like, you know, I just want a mate, you know? I just, I, I don't need... You, you, you just want two mate. I just want a mate. Well, you're not a mate with me, Sunshine. Don't mate with me, Sunshine. Oh, so good. She's like, well, that's all well and good because you're just nothing. Just nothing, you know? <laughs> She yes, I think uh, she goes. She goes to say like long streak of piss, and then sort of cowards out. Yeah. She just goes. You're just a long streak of nothing. nothing. You know, <laughs> alien nothing. But anyway, we'll get to that <laughs> maybe later. Who knows? It just just gives me a lot of energy of you. Know, Listen here, you great big thing, thing, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you are. <laughs> I know a spider's just a spider, and an axe spider. is an, an axe. axe. Is a... It's very that. No, but it is very that, isn't it? It's like the same intonation. Yeah. But then yeah. you get just this. Okay. This scene shifted the tectonic plates of the earth. Is that the correct saying? I don't know. But it shifted something in the earth's <laughs> atmosphere. Okay. Yes. When Donna has to leave the car keys. I mean, look, the doctor could have just popped her home to give her the car keys and then she could have gone. But that's a that's a technicality. It makes the episode less fun. But also... I also feel like Donna being like, I've got the keys, and then her just kind of running off to go give the keys back to mum. I can almost hear there being a scene where, you know, he doesn't need to, she doesn't need to, and he's trying to get her to stay, and she just kind of walks off, and he goes, Donna, as he yeah. runs towards the camera. Um, you know, she probably, she's probably just like, oh, I've got to give the keys back, and then just walks off before he can do anything. That's my head canon for it anyway, is why they don't need the TARDIS. But yeah, she needs to give her keys back to her mum, so she puts them in the bin, which is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I've got to go. Yeah. Really, got to go. Yeah, and like, yeah, and obviously Sylvia's trying to be like, but there was a, there was a spaceship and there was all these things. She's just like, yeah, oh, I know, crazy. Wow. Yeah, mad. Wow. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. And then she has to give the keys to a random blonde woman. Yeah, well, she puts them in the bin and then has to tell the random blonde woman that the keys are in the bin. Yeah, yeah. When Sylvia comes, yeah. And it's only bloody Rose Tyler in it. Got, yeah, she's got a she's got her face turned away from the camera for that whole time. The way I knew it was her, though, because I know Billy I mean, Piper. Come on, yeah. Because obviously, when this first came out, like the first, like we both watched it on broadcast, and I remember when this happened. I think I cried. I honestly think I shed tears because I love her so much, and she means so, so much to me. We have no memory of it. I have memory of it because I actually screamed the house. I think my mum and dad had to tell me off for being so loud because I was crying and screaming because that crying, that screaming, character. Crying, yeah. Yeah, literally. That character means so much to me. And I mean, having her back. Fucking, yeah. A little bit of Doomsday plays. A little bit of Doomsday. She turns around with that weird little clip hairstyle she's got going on. I don't, yeah, I don't, don't like her hair, but... understand. I don't understand. Anyway, and then she turns, walks away really dramatically and fades away. And it's like, right. I see. Here we go. Because I think... Last time I was doing my rewatch, I do think I messaged you yes. when I was doing my, yeah, before this. And I was like, I forgot about them. Because I remember all of the bits that she's in in series four, like in Midnight and things yeah. like that. But I sort of remember them being cameos and I'm fucking, I'm watching Partners in Crime. And suddenly she's just there. Yeah. Full-fledged in an episode. It's like, oh my God. It's honestly God. so good. It's honestly such a good moment. And I just remember, again, watching it at the time. Sorry, I knew, I told you this was going to be a moment. I need to discuss this. I remember when I was watching it the first time on broadcast 
and I was just thinking, go with her. You know, well, obviously we didn't know that she knew at the time, but like, yeah. Why aren't you going to find him? Oh my god! Oh, you know she's back. Oh god! But why is she fading away? And then you realise, obviously, it's because you can't mess with the timelines. Too early. It's too early. Oh my god! I just love it. I'm sorry. It's the way she turns around and she just walks away with her hips kind of swaying as well. And you're like, ooh, ooh, Billy, cat walking away. (laughs) She looks so good, and she's like, I know I look good, and I know you all want me back, and I know you all love me, and I'm here to serve the word I'm not going to say because I can't be asked to bleep it out, you know? But, oh my God, I'm sorry. She really just was there for 20 seconds and was like, I'm about to eat up this whole scene. I'm sorry. I just love it. I love it. And then you get another amazing scene just afterwards where Wilf is, obviously he misses the ship before, which is hilarious. (laughs) Which is hilarious, yeah. It's so good. Facing the uh, complete opposite direction. Also, by the way, just really quickly, the fucking sound of that ship is... hmm. It's good. It does things. I like that. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Good sci-fi effects do things to me. Yeah, the sound, the noise that ship makes is incredible. It's so good. And I love that he looks up into the sky and he sees the blue box and goes, Donna, it's the blue box, it's the blue. Oh, what? Oh, Donna, there you are. And it's him. Oh, my God, it's him. Go on, girl. And it's just, oh, my God. I, the way he chucks his hat in the air and he starts doing a little jig like Clive Swift in the episode before. <laughs> it's so um, good. Uh I cried. No, honestly, like it makes me emotional every time because the effect is rubbish. But I love how rubbish it is. I'm not being no, I'm not being hyperbolic. It genuinely it, I was I was crying. No, 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 I, I understand. No, I really understand. Because of how good Bernard Cribbins is in that moment. And it's just it's beautiful. It's what Doctor Who's about. Oh man. Wow. Fun, magic, beauty. Like she's getting to do what he at that point couldn't do, which is travel yeah. in space. Yeah, and he's happy for her. Oh, don't! It makes me—it makes me emotional. It makes me really emotional, actually. Honestly, it really makes me emotional. I love that man, <laughs> and I love this episode. Me too. Me too. Good stuff. So, we're now at the wrap-up where we talk about our standout moment, what didn't work, most doctory moment, and favourite quote slash quotes. Elliot, as always, I'm heading right over to you. Standout moment. Uh, it, it was a toss-up between two of them. I think, you know, because my, my, my cliche go-to is the miming scene. Of course. I was going to do it too, but I decided to be different. Because it is fantastic. Yeah. And probably the best part of the episode. But I'm going to be different, and I'm going to say it's the scene when they get to the TARDIS and Donna is just presenting all of the clothes that she's packed. Specifically, there's that one cut where sort of David has every, you know, she's like given everything to 10, and then it cuts to her standing in like the TARDIS door, and he looks really sad with like yeah. the big holdle under his arm, just like standing with the suitcase. And like, it's, <laughs> I know why he's, I don't know why he's sad. It's because they're going to talk about Martha, but I like the, first kind of com- comedy of that cut where it looks like yeah. he's just depressed about the fact that he's like being handed all this all, all this, this packing stuff. and he's just yeah. like I don't want to carry it um, yeah just really makes you laugh um, and obviously their chemistry is amazing so I love that scene it's amazing 
mine. What? Yes. What about you? I okay. I was struggling, and like I said, I was going to do the conversation through the glass, but I want to be different as well. We're not always different, but we like to be different sometimes. And today is one of those days. Like the whole episode could be a standout moment. Honestly, um, Donna and Wilf's conversation up the hill, the first main conversation, mm. I love it so much. That is good because I mean, Wilf then at the end being so happy to see Donna fly away could be like another one for me easily. So, I'd say, do you know what? I'm going to combine those two. Nice. All the hill scenes, up the hill scenes. Go on, girl. Go on, girl. And go on, girl. Tell me what didn't work for you in this episode. Uh, also a cliche, but genuinely, I don't think anything didn't work for me. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. I'm so glad you agree. I have nothing. I have question mark, cricket, nothing. Yeah, I don't, you know, there's nothing, yeah, that I can objectively put out, you know. Well, some of the effects are dated, but so what? It's, it's old Doctor Who. Like, there's nothing from a script or writing or character perspective that doesn't work for me in this. It's just good. It's good. And there's and again, I've had episodes where I've rated them quite low, but I've also had nothing wrong with them. It's just the... the I just couldn't find anything that didn't work. It's just the whole thing itself didn't 100% feel it. So sometimes it's not just because yeah. there's nothing because it's perfect. Sometimes there just isn't anything. You know, our own yeah. format troubles us. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> most doctory moment. Uh, There, I mean... There are lots. He's very old form in this, but I think it's trying to save Miss Foster. Knows what's going to happen to her. She's killed some people, but he's going to save her. Well, no, actually, she she has a comedy. Oh, and then falls to the ground. Um, but screaming. <laughs> but he tries to save her. No, I agree. I think that's very doctory. Um, mine is the doctor assuming Donna wouldn't be able to help, and just being like, "Oh, this is beyond you, whatever." And then again, being wrong because it's like just just say what you need. And that goes for everyone out there. Don't keep it to yourself. Ask for help. See what you need. Bowl yeah. of soup. Paracetamol. Vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin C. Bowl of soup and a ham sandwich. Do you know what? Our, I think it was in our Christmas Invasion episode. Definitely had to be. But when you repeat Jackie's lines, that lives rent-free in my head when you're like, vitamin D, 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 vitamin so speaking of that, favourite quote from there Partners was... in Crime. <laughs> Cause, sorry, because all, all I remember there's too much of me going, ah, oh, Satsuma, that's all I really remember. Um, it's very good, though. Yeah, God. Um, I think uh, I think basically uh, we kind of, yeah, basically said all of mine anyway, so I'm just going to reiterate some good ones. Go on. Um, just kind of happened. But yeah, I love the, uh, yeah, I love my number for health and safety. You'll be health, I'll be safety. Yeah. Um, very cheeky, made me laugh. Same with, uh, it was there when I bought the house, but when I watched for cat person, oh, I met cat people, they're nothing like them. Same with, you know, mixed change from last time, that Martha must have done you good. She fancied me. Blind Martha, charitable Martha. Um, Very good. And who doesn't love? I just want a mate. Yeah. You just want two mates. I want a mate. You have a mate with me, sunshine. All classics. It's good. Je adore. Je door. Um, mine is the last one you mentioned is the same as me, but I've written the whole bit down because I want to say it. Do it. I just want a mate. You just want to mate. I just want a mate. You're not mating with me, sunshine. A mate. I want a mate. Well, just as well because I'm not having any of that nonsense. I mean, you're just a long streak of nothing. You know, alien nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why do I feel like that was an ad lib? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels, yeah, maybe there was a line there. Maybe. Yeah. So good. So, speaking of. No, not speaking of, it's the end. So, what what are you rating this out of five, babe? Look, I really, really like it. Um, I think it, controversially, it's the best uh, of the Russell series openers, but uh, it's a four. I just, I can't pick out any flaws, but it doesn't speak as a five to me. Yeah, me too. Mine's a four, and for the same reason. I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we agree. Um, yeah. I'd say I do love Smith & Jones. It's really good. These two kind of come... I, I, I can't pick. Yeah. No, I think this this would be my favourite one, definitely. Just easy to watch. A lot of fun. Because mm. um, we, we really love Smith & Jones. But, yeah, oh yeah, I don't know. I love Smith & Jones. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, no, they're both a four. I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, New Earth is my babe, and we all know that. They don't. All said and done. When all said and done. But yeah, this is a four for the same reasons. Well, that brings the curtains down on another wonderful episode of the Come Along Pond podcast. We hope you had fun. We sure did. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, you can do so over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Come Along Pond podcast. At the moment, when we are recording this, we still only have the one tier. It's three pounds. It's the companion tier. And for that, these wonderful people, and potentially for the last time, get a shout out on the show. So... That's River, that's Bulldozer 713, that's Jason, that's Becca Judson-Smith, that's Abby Potts, that's Jack Wilson, that's Jack Parker, that's Ben Somersall, that's uh, Grace, that's Lucy Gallagher, that's Calvin, that's Smith and Legends, and Maria, Sarah, as I say, they are all on our singular tier at the moment. But there might be more soon. Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. However, if you don't want to pledge any kind of donation, I understand, times are hard, friends are few, fucking sucks out there. But you can go to ko-fi.com forward slash come along pond podcast. That's ko-fi.com forward slash come along pond podcast. And you can shout us the price of a cup of coffee. One for me, one for Damla. One for both of us. Depends on who you like more. But if you want to give us money without pledging, that's your place to go to. However, you've been doing so much support by just listening to this already that you can be even more supportive by doing something as simple and free as emailing. Like Nat, like Dylan, like Ollie, you can have your wonderful words, and sometimes not so wonderful words, read out across the scattergraphic space words. So send us an email. That email is comealongpompod at gmail.com. Comealongpompod at gmail.com. That's where you email. There is, again, a backlog at the moment. So apologies if you're thinking, I sent an email and we haven't read it out. We are doing our best. We're doing our best. And that's all anybody can ask. Anyway... If you want to support the shows in other ways, you can do that by heading to places like TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash come along pom podcast. Over there, we post funny little hot girl moments, little momos from the show, our highlights and our lowlights, and it's all condensed on the one algorithmic swiping, scrolling app. Loads of views over there, really fun community. So get over there, even though if you listen to this, you probably already heard the TikTok, because that's probably where you came from, but still worth the plug. However, your one-stop shop to get in contact with all things cap is Instagram. Come along, Pond Podcast over there. It's the same artwork, so you can't miss us. And boy, howdy, we've got some things. Reels, polls, stories, birthday messages, archived Instagram lives. It's a madness. It doesn't seem like that long ago we were doing our live for 1K, and now we're 
hurtling towards 3k. You can help us get there. So, Instagram.com forward slash Coming On Pond Podcast. Send us a DM if you feel like it. But, with all that being said, thank you so much for listening. It's been such a fun episode. Really enjoyed it. And I can't wait for next week when we've got, we got something special. Yeah, it was a real special plan. It's far as of Pompeii. Don't worry. Don't stress and be like, oh, they're doing something else again. Well, first of all, <laughs> get in the bin because it's our podcast. Second of all, <laughs> it's far as of Pompeii. But add a little bit of spice. Yeah, a little bit of shine. A little bit of zest. Sparkle. The C word that I'm not going to say. But um, <laughs> but it's special. You best tune in because it's an episode with zest, with all of the things we've said. Glitter. Just glitter. Um, and it's going to be so fun. So anyway, before I rattle on any further, we give you air from our lungs. <sighs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Um, they say the fat just walks away but I kind of took that as an instruction I did stop watching the episode halfway through and left <laughs> my room Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.